from New Orleans, Louisiana, the Big Easy Baby, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And today we are coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana. We are broadcasting from the Cavernous Hall of Friendship in the Morial Convention Center. Join us for the next half hour as we talk to Rotarians from around the world about the great things they are doing to serve humanity. We're here again at the 2011 Rotary International Convention in beautiful New Orleans, Louisiana, and I'm delighted to have Kirsten Boudreaux of the La Crosse, Wisconsin Rotary Club, and she's going to talk to something about the brain game. Good morning, Kirsten. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Thank you. So what is the Brain Game? The Brain Game is a club service project, which is actually a book that is made available to parents of newborns with helpful tips on how best to interact with your baby in ways that will foster early literacy and early brain development. Well, that's terrific. What got you interested in this? Um, our club became interested in this in 2000 when we um, had a presenter come to the club and talk about the critical importance of early brain development in um, success and education throughout life, really. And um, a number of Rotarians in the club heard the presentation. They were so moved by the presentation and the importance of that early childhood brain development that they partnered with the local hospitals and put this uh, the publication of this book in development. And um, since then, we've been distributing it to all new moms in the area. Well, of course, from time immemorial, mothers have been seen to their children, and uh, parents have been reading books. I remember reading the Sesame Street books to my kids when they were small. Why is this book that you're uh, publishing and, and put it, uh, distributing from the Lacrosse Wisconsin Rotary, why is this different? How is it different? Well, what really struck the Rotarians when they first heard the presentation in 2000 was things that we take for granted, just reading to your child, singing to your child, holding your child, talking to your child. Many families are not doing or do not know how to do. There, we were presented with a lot of facts and statistics about the fact that many parents don't know the importance of reading to their child. So what seems to us to be common sense or something that that's been done for years. For many, it just isn't. So this is an opportunity to get that important information out to those who aren't hearing it from other places. Now, how can other Rotarians who are listening to Radio Rotary right now around the world help with this project? They can help by ordering these books and distributing them in their communities. We have a website. It is rotarybraingame.org. That's as if it was one word, rotarybraingame.org. Yes. They can go to that website and they they can contact us by phone or email or place an order right there on the site. They can order the books at $10 a piece and then distribute them in their communities however they choose. Well, Kirsten Boudreau of the La Crosse, Wisconsin Rotary, thanks so much for this terrific service project and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell and I am back in the convention hall, the House of Friendship at the Rotary International 2011 convention and we are 
are talking to so many interesting people who are participating in the convention, who have different initiatives, um, fellow Rotarians, as well as other groups that, that are very passionate about their causes. Um, I'm talking to Dr. Tom Quacko. That's exactly right. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. And you are representing um, Rotarian Action Group for Blindness Prevention. And I assume that as a professional, you must be involved in this as well. Well, quite candidly, I became involved because of Frank Devlin. Frank Devlin was my president when I was governor in 2000, 2001. You mean district governor, as in a Rotary district governor? I was a district governor. But it was, again, through the leadership and the passion and vision of our past president of Rotary International and Frank Devlin that uh, he requested my assistance in launching uh, this new action group, which back then was a fellowship. And can you tell us? Can you tell us what the difference is between that for our listeners? That need a little bit more understanding about Rotary structures. The action group now is an organization that Rotary International's board of directors has accepted and recognizes as a very helpful tool and assist for Rotarians as well as Rotary clubs throughout the world. This was approved just this last November. Oh, so this is new doings. Well, the action groups have been in existence for a number of years, but it wasn't until this last November through the action of Rotary International's Board of Directors that then there was a formal recognition, acceptance, and moving forward with these action groups as partners of Rotary International. Now, Dr. Tom, with the um, Rotary Action Group uh, for Blindness Prevention, I understand that you all are in the throes of a str new strategic plan for this initiative, and you've got some um, new, um, uh, basically, critical path ideas, goals, and objectives that you'll be rolling out soon. Yes, I'm the incoming chairman of this action group, and we now are in the process of providing new concepts in addressing the really three leading causes of blindness in the world. The first is cataracts. The second is trachoma. And for those unfamiliar with that disease, what occurs is at a very young age, uh, eyelids become infected, and as they heal, they begin to incrementally turn inward so that when one reaches middle to later ages, the eyelashes are scraping the cornea of the eyes and blindness then is the result. It's very accepted among communities, but it's all preventable. And it's much more prevalent in Africa as well as in Asia. I see. And the third cause? Third, uh, the third cause is river blindness. However, that now is really coming under control. It's being considered eliminated. Eliminated means that the number of instances are um, within public health standards. Now, there's fourth, which address the blindness issues of youth. Uh, but those are the four major uh, objectives with the 
regards to blindness and well, blindness doc prevention. Dr. Tom, thank you so much. You've done such a great job um, explaining this to us. And uh, last but not least, I'd like to ask you, are you having a good time in the Big Easy? As meeting the two of you, I am. <laughs> well, thank you again. And again, uh, we do uh, extend our outreach to all of your listeners and welcome uh, in tuning in to our websites, our action group. Let us know what it is you are doing, your Rotary Clubs are doing for blindness, and we welcome your participation. Thank you for being on Radio Rotary. Our next guest on Radio Rotary is Bob Selinger of the Newport Irvine Livingston Club, uh, Rotary Club, and he is resplendent in a gorgeous Hawaiian-style shirt with rotary symbols all over it, but it's got an African motif, and even better, a matching cap. And you know, Bob, there is a story behind that shirt. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, this is a project that, that began when I ran away from America when my wife passed away five and a half years ago. And I went to Africa, and I went to on a safari to four different countries, and I ended up in Livingston, Zambia, and the president invited me to stay there. And he was the head of a project for women that were sex workers. And from that, he suggested, you know, we've got to find something for these women to do. And so we developed a project where we make shirts, rotary shirts, with rotary fabric, and train the women for six months, and then give them a pedal sewing machine, a turtle sewing machine, or an electric sewing machine, or they work on making our shirts. And from this project, we have now trained 75 women, and we're continuing this. It's the only project in Rotary that I know of that's self-sustaining, and it totally pays for itself. Well, this is fabulous. You're taking women off of the street trade and teaching them the needle trade, uh, which I'm sure has a lot more self-respect for them and uh, will allow them to support themselves throughout their lives. That's fabulous. It is incredible how much the women appreciate it. Many times we bring the, the uh, sewing machine back to their village, and actually the village comes out and welcomes them back with the sewing machine with a, with a great party. It's it's incredible. Come visit us. You know, I'm a proud owner of one of these shirts, uh, but I haven't had a hat yet, so I'm going to pick one up before I leave. Um, and I see Rotarians all over the convention wearing your shirt, so congratulations on a job well done. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us, Bob Selinger, uh, on Radio Rotary. Thank you. And we'll be back with more of our coverage from the 2011 Rotary International Convention from New Orleans, Louisiana, after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Jettleson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. York. 
To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Hi, it's Jonah Tree Boss is speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana. And right here we're at the Dollywood booth, but Dolly Parton's not here. But we do have two lovely young ladies, and we're going to have them introduce themselves. We'll start with Katrina. Hi there, I'm Katrina Sturton, and I'm the Regional Director for the Dolly Parton Imagination Library in Canada. And also Julianne. Julianne North Burke, and I'm in Fort McMurray, Alberta, and we've started the program up there. Yeah, so tell me all about what Dolly Parton's done with literacy. We'll start with Julianne. Um, she's got a phenomenal program going that gets books out into children's, to, to the children um, in their homes. They get to keep them, learn to read, and parents read to them, which is a big help. And that just sort of raises that whole literacy awareness and gets them in that miracle years, that zero to five. And Katrina, uh, I know that you've been involved with this a uh, couple of years, because you and I spoke last year from Montreal. Um, remind us again why Dolly Parton decided to get involved with childhood literacy. Well, it's a, it was something that was really close to Dolly Parton's heart. Um, when she was growing up, her, her father wasn't able to read, and she said, you know, he was always, he's the smartest person I knew, but she really saw how that affected his life and their family, and um, in the area that she grew up, it was a lot of uh, barriers, I guess, to for people to have a good education. And uh, I think as someone who's really made her living on the power of imagination and words and writing, you know, she really saw that when you have big dreams as a kid, whatever those dreams are for you, if you feel like you can make them happen, you know, that is what's going to change our world. And so I think, it, you know, literacy and also just the really the transformative power of stories and books and imagination, you know, imagination, she wanted to promote that. So that's how she thought of her imagination library program. And Julianne, how are Rotarians partnering, partnering with uh, Dolly Parton uh, on this literacy project? What, for example, is your club doing in Canada? Well, what we've done, is what she came, Katrina came out and spoke to us two or three years ago, and we heard about the program. And, and where we are, it's kind of very remote, and they basically come for the industry. And so we have a lot of people up there who come up um, who don't or work a lot, don't exactly have the time for their kids, and also we have a lot of people who are not, English is not the first language in their house. So a lot of the teachers are having to play catch-up because these kids' education is not a big priority in the house, or they're just not getting the proper materials to them. So we thought it was something that, you know, we hopefully be fairly feasible for us to do, and uh, and get and get the books into the kids so to help them so because I mean education is something you can never take away from anyone and that to help them out for life. 
Well, that's terrific. And Katrina, Rotarians who are listening today around the world to Radio Rotary, or even other people who are non-Rotarians want to get involved with this, uh, does the Dollywood Foundation and uh, her literacy project have a website? We do. It's www.imaginationlibrary.com, and you can find out how to contact us and learn about the story of how, how the program got started. Um, and you and Im Imagination Library is one word? Yes, Imagination Library is one word. So give that to us again. ImaginationLibrary.com Well, Katrina and Julianne, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Roading, and thank you both for what you're doing to help literacy around the world for children. Thank you very much. And Katrina, maybe I'll see you next year in Thailand. I hope so. That sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Thanks both for joining us on Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. Welcome back to this segment of Radio Rotary. I'm broadcasting live from the Rotary International Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana. And we have had such a great time, Jonah and I, at this convention, meeting fellow Rotarians from all over the world. And I've stepped into the Rotary Club of Sheffield, England, and they are representing Sustainability Trust, the Sustainability Trust, and fellow Rotarian Peter Shepton from Sheffield, England. England, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. It's great to be on Radio Rotary. It's the first time I've been interviewed by Radio Rotary, so I'm uh, looking forward to this. Thank you, thank you. Well, uh, I, I had hoped that maybe you and Joan and my co-host had rubbed elbows the last time when the convention was in UK, but apparently not. So we've hunted you down here in New Orleans, which is the dirt that I'm from, by the way. Well, it's a wonderful city. We're absolutely loving our time in New Orleans, so it's great to great to be here. Thank you so much. Explain to us what the Sustainable Trust is Peter? Well, it's an independent charitable foundation um, and a global project that we've created, supported by Rotary Clubs from different parts of the world. We've got founding member clubs from the UK, USA, uh, Australia, uh, South Africa, Canada, India, Brazil. And we all felt that Rotary needed this an, an umbrella organization to get Rotary Clubs thinking about creating a sustainable planet. Um, we, at the moment, need the resources of 1.4 planet Earths to sustain our lifestyle. Say that again? At the moment we need the resources of 1.4 planet Earths to sustain our lifestyle. But as countries like China, Brazil, India begin to lift their life standards to those of the Western nations, we'll need the resources of two planet Earths to maintain our lifestyle. And we don't have another planet Earth in tow, so we have to think of new ways of doing rotary projects. I see. Well, this is a real hot button here these days. And I'm looking here at some of the participating clubs from around the globe. And I see that you have a club, is it from East Hampton? Is that East Hampton, New York, as in Long Island? It is East Hampton, New York, as in Long Island. And the gentleman behind, Bruce Siska, is a trustee for the Sustainability Trust from East Hampton, Long Island, New York. The very, the very gentleman. We, we felt this was going to have to be an international project. And so we brought clubs together from all over the world who have the same view that Rotary needs to start to spread the word about sustainable living. It doesn't mean to say we should reduce our living standards at all, but it doesn't mean to say we've got to reuse the planet's resources in more sustainable ways, because we just, we're heating it up, we're using all the resources, uh, and eventually the human race is going to be seriously prejudiced by the way we're actually just burning up and eating up the, uh, the planet's resources. So we're trying to persuade clubs to join this forum, a worldwide forum. We've got 700 clubs connected in already. 
party. Um, I was going to ask you how many clubs and how many, what's your membership like? Uh, we've got uh, 12 founding member clubs. Uh, we've got 700 clubs plugged into this because it's basically a website uh, project so everybody can take part. And what we do is we explain on the website uh, projects that clubs are doing around the world with a sustainable nature to them. So let, let tell me what one of your one of your successes has been thus far. We took the Fresno Rotary Club project from California, which is uh, solar cooking, uh, and we put that into South Africa, into townships in South Africa. And the trust provided the facilities to take the trainers to South Africa into uh, two of their townships, which live in terrible poverty, showed them how to do solar cooking, used the local uh, non-government organizations to do the solar cooking training, uh, and they've spread it out now into the township. So people can cook without burning firewood, without chopping trees down. It's healthier. Uh, it pr produces better food. And uh, it was a Rochester project out of Fresno that the Sustainability Trust became the catalyst to take it into South Africa. Well, congratulations. Now, Peter Sefton from Sheffield, England, fellow Rotarian. If our listeners wanted to find out more about this, where would they go online to do so? The website is www.thesustainabilitytrust.org. Uh, and it's all one Say that again. It's all one word, www.thesustainabilitytrust.org, uh, and they will find lots and lots of information on there about how clubs can do more sustainable projects in the future. This is the future of our planet. We have to look after it. And if we don't think sustainably and use solar and use all the different wind power and various different sources, if we don't think sustainably, we won't have a human race surviving on our planet for another thousand years. One more quick question. Those are very big, those are big concepts and almost industrial or corporate concepts. What can we do as individuals in our whole, own home, our own kitchens? Give us two tips. We can reuse things. We can recycle things. Uh, we can try our very best not to leave things switched on. Uh, we can try and get uh, TVs, VCRs switched off standby. Don't leave them on standby. We're all wasting huge amounts of energy. Don't leave doors open with the aircon pouring outside or in the wind with the heat uh, going outside. Close windows when we can close windows. Coordinate our journeys by car when we're going when we're going out in an automobile. Coordinate the journeys so we're not all shooting off in different places. Don't use plastic bags at the supermarket. Take your own bags with you. Recycle your bags. There's thousands and thousands of little things we can all do to make a more sustainable planet for ourselves. And we've got to think about our grandchildren and their grandchildren. They will be cursing us for burning up and using up all the Earth's resources and leaving them with nothing. Uh, this is going to cause conflict in the years ahead. I've just given a talk to the Rotary Peace Scholars at Bradford University in Yorkshire, and the principal of the university said to me after I'd finished my talk, this is the most important thing that Rotary can do to protect our world for future generations. Well said, Peter. Thank you so much for being a guest on Radio Rotary USA. Thank you very much for the interview. I've really enjoyed it. This has been a wonderful convention in New Orleans, and we're looking forward to next year in Thailand. Oh, yes, we will. We'll see each other there. Thank you very much. Bye. My next guest on Radio Rotary is Julia Stark from Dallas, Texas, and she's with an organization called Shoes for Orphan Souls, and Souls is S-O-U-L-S instead of S-O-L-E-S. That's real clever. Hi, Julia. Hi, how are you? I'm fine for an old guy. Hey, tell me, what is all this about Shoes for Orphan Souls? What's it, what is it about? We collect new shoes for children around the world in orphanages. We have been started since 1999, and we are based out of Dallas, Texas. We um, are asking Rotarians to host a shoe drive. You collect new shoes, ship them to us and then we'll serve the children around the world. 
That's great. Uh, what age range are we look, talking about? We're talking right up to teens or just younger children? Um, it can be from infant to 18 years of age. So we're looking for those larger sizes, kind of the youth and adults. Size 1 through 7 is the greatest need, and it's athletic shoes is what we need. And how did this all start? Um, there was a radio station in 1995 in Dallas, Texas, that started Shoes for Russian Souls, and we took over. Our parent organization is Buckner International, and we took over in 1999 to serve um, the, the the whole world rather than just Russia with shoes. So. And how did you get involved, Julia? Um, I'm actually adopted through Buckner. Uh, Buckner is the parent organization, and um, so I've always been a part of the organization. Well, that's terrific. And if people at home listening to us uh, on Radio Rotary and around the world on the Internet want to help you out or more information, you have a website? Yes, we do. It's www.shoesfororphansouls.org. And Souls is S-O-U-L-S. Correct. Let's say that one more time. Shoesfororphansouls.org. That's great. Well, Julia Stark, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Well, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I had a terrific time here in New Orleans. That's how you pronounce it, right? No. <laughs> All right, so how do you pronounce it? Let's do it right. All right, let's do it right. Drum roll, please. It's New Orleans. Well, that's where I've had a terrific time. How about you? I've had a great time because you know what, Jonah? What? New Orleans is the big easy, baby. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Radio Rotary. I hope you enjoyed our exclusive coverage of the uh, 2011 Rotary International Convention. And Sarah and I have had a great time bringing you the show, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Be sure to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of what, Sarah? Radio Rotary, right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Thanks, folks. After immunizing more than 2 billion children, Rotary Club members are close to wiping polio from the face of the earth. Thanks to a matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to protect children against polio forever. End polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. World Polio Day, October 24th, reminds us that we're this close to eradicating polio worldwide. Help Rotary achieve a polio-free world. Join Red Hook Rotary for their annual Citizen of the Year dinner honoring longtime Rotarian and community volunteer Nikki Weaver at the Red Hook Firehouse Tuesday, October 25th at 6.15 p.m. The cost is just $40 per person and includes a fabulous dinner and a fun time. Tickets are available from any Red Hook Rotarian or call Carl Dowden at 845-876-4831. That's 845-876-4831.